Gonna Go Pizza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Gentlemen, Adam, it's been a good couple days. I think so. Been a good couple days. I want to, in case anybody doesn't know the Leafs angle and why it's been a good couple days. Now we were. <laughs> if, in case anyone doesn't know the Leafs angle, uh, we're going to cover it. Yeah, we're going well, to. Welcome to our podcast. And and you know you might be listening to this on the radio after the Leafs uh, Rangers game. Uh, in which case, I don't I have no idea how that went. So nope. we're just going to go pre Rangers here and. Leafs we're won. Happy. Yeah. Seven yeah. nothing loss inbound. <laughs> yeah. And, and Henrik Lundqvist also threw a tantrum at the bench. That's what we're going to say. Oh, there you go. Um, although he's close. You know he's close. He's going to blow a gasket. But last night, the Habs and Bruins both played. Yes. Both divisional rivals. Indeed. And they both lost. Yeah. Although the Bruins did get a point in OT, they blew two. Not one, but two three-goal leads against Detroit. Yeah, they blew a 4-1 score. lead. Not so easy, is it? Yeah, 4-1's not so easy. <laughs> Boston. Now, this is this has been the interesting thing, standings watching. Jesse, can you can you bring up the wild card standings? Yeah, I got them here. They're nuts. I got them here. So, Oh, okay, yeah. good. Okay. Everyone's got them but me. So, everyone's been focusing on the Bruins. Because they have so many games in hand. The Brew Dogs? The Brew Dogs. They, they have so many games in hand. The Leafs would have to go on a pretty big slump to not catch them. Which, here it comes. Hey. <laughs> here comes the slump. Like, right now, they're re- redonkulously hot. What are they, 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10? 9-1-1 one, and one in their last 11. It's gross. They're <clears throat> not going to stay that hot. No. They simply can't. No one can. Um, but as long as they don't dip below, like, 500 for a stretch... Um, it looks like they have a pretty good shot at fire, uh, passing the Bruins. The Bruins are talking about firing their coach. The Sens have been in the conversation of, you know, because the Leafs keep leapfrogging them and then the Sens do it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Sens, by the way, in the second wildcard position as of this morning. There you go. And the Rangers in the first. So, two, yes, two things have crept into this race that no one's really considered. One, a wild card spot has opened up. Mm-hmm. The Metro is not going to have five spots because Philly is blowing it, completely blowing it. Yeah, in their last five, they are uh, three and two. Or no, one and four. One, one, th- one, three and one. So one and four. Gross. Steve Mason, brutal this season. Uh, so the Sens are in a wild card spot, meaning, like, let's see, let's say the Leafs. Eh, they basically play whatever their average has been mm-hmm. over the course of the season. You t- you take all s- bad and good streaks out of it. They just keep playing at the current pace they're on. They got to be leapfrogged by two Atlantic teams. So, I don't know, likely the Bruins and Sens. Mm-hmm. Likely. And also, they got to not make a wild card spot somehow. Right. Now what has jumped into the equation is people are going, you know what? The Habs aren't that far away, and they got a bunch of games in hand. Can the Leafs do it? So let's let's let's. It's people are going nuts. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so as Babcock, Babcock said before the Bruins game or Bruins game Sabers game the other day, let's all calm down. Good luck with that, there, Mike. Uh, Montreal, forty six games played, they have sixty points. Boston, forty eight games played, they have fifty two points. Wow. Here's where I think it's really interesting, and we got to give Ottawa credit here. Um, yeah, I, uh, Toronto I, and Ottawa have both played 42 games. Okay, Toronto has 21 wins, Ottawa 23, but they have 23. Fifth, sorry, 15 regulation losses. The Leafs only have 13, and they are tied in points. So 50, 
Uh, 50 for Toronto, 50 for Ottawa. So who gets the tie break there? The Toronto, Leafs? I believe, because they've, they're better in the head-to-head. Toronto oh. has the tie break over Ottawa and Boston. Oh, yeah. That, it is the head-to-head, right? Yep. Yeah. They've uh, run Boston show, yeah. Yeah, so, that, so that's important. Uh, which tell it goes to show how I mean, like when you look at the standings, and seriously, go home and look them up because I'm not going to go through every single team here. But the point spread between tenth place, which is the Islanders, are last in the Eastern Conference right now. The Islanders wow. are. I'm going to repeat that. Well, the hey, Islanders are last. How didn't we start the show with they fired Jack Capuano? Oh yeah, like like half an hour after we finished yeah. recording. <laughs> but the Islanders 42 points, Leafs 50, Ottawa 50. Wow. Now, there are games in hand involved and sure. points percentage and all that stuff. Islanders have played 42 games like the Leafs and Sens. There are still no teams officially out of it in no. the East. No, and that's, but that's how important those divisional games are. You want to have those tie breaks, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're going to make a difference. Um, I, Leafs uh, have played the Islanders once and they got killed. Is, so. is Claude Julian really the problem in Boston, and is Jap- was Jap Capuano really the problem in New York, or or is it that the teams are just not as good as they were? Uh, like they're I lacking saw, in skill. I saw Islanders fans kind of split on that um, on Twitter. I don't. I guess I don't know enough about them. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more familiar with the Atlantic. It's teams, hard to watch but, all thirty teams. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I look at the Bruins on paper, and they got elements that scare you, but they don't scare you. I look at the Islanders on paper, and it's even worse. It's even worse. They've got element that scares you. Remember at the beginning of the season, like when we were talking about, you know, I I think the Islanders will probably make it, but I'm not sure. And then game one of the season happens, and we look at their lineup, and we went, wait a sec. Like, I I would love to hear that clip again, because it's like, wait, these are the Islanders? Yeah, there's no no Nielsen, no Oppozo. Parento didn't make this team? Like, yeah. Tell me they couldn't be using his goal scoring right now. This team's gross. Well, and even with him, even, even with, with him, him, I don't think they're that improved of a team. So, that's not a shot at him. It's a shot at the team. 20 more goals, though. Yes. Yeah. Jason Chimera's on your top line? Or at least that's how it started. I don't know what it is now. Ugh. Ugh. And isn't Andrew Ladd there for a long time? Forever? For all the time. For the, basically the, rest of, and for the rest of the century. Pretty much. And, you know, there's another team where, like the Jets, help is on the way. They've drafted some pretty big-name guys who could help. They also might not. Prospects are magic beans. You don't know. The Islanders are in a weird way. They're in a real weird way. Um, in, in looking at these standings, too, you know, Boston and Montreal, yes, last night was a good night for release fans because both of them lost. But do you see in Montreal— mm. You know, we've 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 heard about the goaltending issues in New York, and we're going to talk about that. And I'm not talking about the Islanders. We know that one. The Rangers one, which is a little bit, is becoming forefront outside mm-hmm. of New York. I know New York fans are like, oh, we're talking about it. But the rest <laughs> of us are like, oh, yeah, well, Henrik Lundqvist is there, and he has cold streaks and blah, 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 blah. Everybody does. Um, is anybody, are we really zeroing in on not that Carey Fr- Price is frustrated and visibly frustrated, but why? Why he's frustrated? Why is he this frustrated? It's interesting. I don't know. I'm not sure what he's frustrated with. Because, oh, I, I mean, winners hate losing. Sure. And, and that's fair. And that's who he is. Yeah. Um, however, the Habs are, you're going to go through ups and downs. This is a down. So the Leafs are, you know, 
they're looking at this streak, or some Leafs fans are looking at the streak the Habs are on, and they're going, you know what? They're in striking distance. But you're in you're within striking distance. You're, you're like you're still not even quite there. You're playing at your absolute best. They're playing at their absolute worst, mm-hmm. and you still can't catch them. Calm down a little bit. So I'm not totally sure why Price is frustrated because the problem seems pretty obvious to me. They're shorthanded. And help is on the way. They're, they should be getting some guys back from uh, injury very soon. Markov is the big question mark there. They don't know what the hell's going on. In terms of injury? He's, okay, day-to-day. How do you interpret day-to-day? He could be back any day now. It's like Morgan Riley. Yeah. <laughs> any day back. now. Any day now. Let's give the cup any day now. Any day now. <laughs> but Markov is listed as week-to-week. Week. What the hell does that mean? Every Sunday, they go to church and they ask God. And that's how they find out. <laughs> oh, like the hockey sweater. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You go. go and you pray. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I, I mean, I don't think Montreal, I, I don't see the cataclysmic fall happening for Montreal. That Like last year? Like last year. No. I don't see that at all. I'd be pretty surprised. But it is interesting. They are going through some adversity. And Carey Price is frustrated. If Carey Price is frustrated... And let's say he's frustrated with the way they're playing. And, I, and I, I think in Montreal, it comes down to the system that they play, which we've been critical of in the past. It seems to be working for them this year. But I really think what's been working for them this year is Carey Price. Yeah. And it's interesting. I saw Eric Engels, who covers the Habs for Sportsnet, he tweeted, Alex Radulov hasn't looked like this all season. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm wondering, yeah. I'm wondering if Carey Price is frustrated visibly on the ice, and you're a coach, and you're like, this is my system. This is my system. Mm. If your guy and your guy is Carey Price, is that frustrated? Are you not taking a long, hard look at yourself and going, maybe he is right about something? Or do you just go, nope, going ahead with it? And that guy, and I'm not talking, maybe not just you. How would Michelle Terrian handle it? Could some of it be, like, goalies want to play. Sure. They always want to play. I can't imagine a goalie going up to the coach and being like, I want fewer games, please. Especially Carey Price. Yeah. Should they maybe give him fewer games? Well, the problem is, is that when they, when they do, Al Montoya comes in and the system that they play is exposed. But he do they carried not, them to start the season, though. Do they not give up high, uh, high percentage shots more than they should? That I'm not 100% sure of. I think so. Andrew Berkshire actually wrote, you know, should the Canadians panic, basically. And everyone seems to be like, you know, pr- Price has this. Price has this. But that was a few days in. We're about a week and a half, two weeks into, don't worry, but Price probably has and this. And he still might. He still might. This might be a, a, a moot conversation, moot point by totally. the end of the year. They'll, they'll probably still win the Eastern Conference. Um, mm, they'll probably win the Atlantic. Atlantic, sorry. Not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, they're not beating Yeah, no, not Washington, Pittsburgh. Those monsters. monsters. <laughs> those horrifying Greek mytho- mythological monsters that they have in the metro. It's unbelievable. It's so scary. Um, no, I just wonder with that. And, and, and going back to Boston for a second, again, I don't think Claude Julian's the problem. I don't think Claude Julian's changed. I think the you got to look at what's changed. When something starts to go wrong, what changed? The general manager changed. Mm. The makeup of the hockey team and it's changed. it's not his guy. It doesn't even matter if he's a good coach. He's He not inherited that coach. I don't think Claude Julian... I don't think there's much more you can do with Boston. I think this is what they are. I really do. And yeah. I, I think 
I don't know. I've, I've never been sold on Don Sweeney. Why are you trying to get, and here's the rumor. The big rumor is Gabriel Aniscock. Why? So you can replace Louis Erickson at the same price? I mean, if you can get Landeskog, get him. I don't understand why the Avalanche want to trade him. And if I am the Bruins, I'm going, you know what? This team looks kind of dumb. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to give it a shot. Let's, yeah. see, let's see how I can get Landeskog. Um, so I don't fault him for that. Uh, but what did we talk about for so long was the problem with the Vancouver Canucks. What the hell are they? What the hell are they? I would argue that the Vancouver Canucks are in a better spot today than they were maybe at the beginning of the season or in the summer because it seems like they're skewing younger. It seems like they kind of see the writing on the wall. And they have know, some some younger players that have some 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 spit. Like they got they're yeah. they're good. And they're not finishing last. No. They're they're within striking distance of the playoffs. Hell, they might even make it. They might even make it. Probably not. But might even make it. And they're, they're skewing they're, younger. They are literally tied with LA for the last spot, but LA has a game in hand on them. There you go. So I look at the Canucks and I go, I see kind of where they're heading and they're having some success. Good for them. Good for them. I'm still a little curious to see how it all goes, but good for them. What are the Bruins? Eh, they got some good younger parts. But there are, it's funny, there are teams that have good younger parts uh, because that's what they're trying to accomplish. And there are teams that have them because they just kind of do. It's a necessity. You're kind of up against the cap and the rest of your team is old and busted. (laughs) And I wonder if that's not what the Bruins are becoming. I mean, the Bruins had the best defender in the league for like a decade. And he's not that anymore. He's old. He's still good, but he's old. Charo's old, man. Like, so it's just, I get frustrated for Bruins fans when I hear them say, we're going to fire our coach, when the problems seem pretty evident. Your team's not that good anymore. Doesn't that seem like it's what it is? Is it, is it that? It sounds like such a simple thing. But who makes all these decisions? The GM. Right. What's the GM going to do? I didn't give the coach a good enough team? No, he's not going to say that. Of course not. So you got to fire the coach. And who cares? I don't care about this coach. I inherited him anyway. Uh, anyway, I don't care. With Gar Snow, it's a little tougher, mm-hmm. I guess, because apparently Jack Capuano lived with him. <laughs> but That's going to be weird. That's going to be weird. Uh, and also, like Julian hasn't been fired yet at the time we're recording this. Actually, Jesse, you might want to keep an eye on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really don't think he's the problem. Um, with regards to the New York Rangers... Mm. The fact that the Leafs are playing them tonight. And Henrik Lundqvist has has been a, a lot along the lines of, of Carey Price in that he's been emotional. and even in, He's been that way his entire career. Yeah, yeah. but now more than ever, because when he's down, he's down, right? I hate it. I hate, I hate that. It so I hate that much. too. I, I want, don't you want your, and it's wrong to say because you can't apply a position to a person. Right, you can't apply. You can't say all goalies must be this type of personality. But you do kind of want your goalie to be stoic, don't like, you? Do you not? Babcock loves his big goalies, um, so I'm sure he would love Lungfist. I'm sure he would love Robin Leonard. But two things those guys do that would drive Babcock up a wall. I remember it was the HBO 24 um, seven when Babcock was still with the Wings for the Leafs Wings Winter Classic, and the Wings lose. And they're heading off the bench, and Babcock's like, come on, boys, body language. 
Lundqvist has the worst body language in the NHL. <laughs> I don't care how good of a goalie when, he is. When Lundqvist was pulled, uh, was it last night or the night before? Night before. Night before. Yeah. And he well, looks it wasn't like, even. Well, he looks yeah, it was like pulled. my dog. My dog after it's misbehaved. Yeah. Like but he had pulled. his head down and his, his 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 the brim of his hat was over his eyes. And his eyes. And you're like, dude, you're Henrik freaking Lundqvist. Like, really? And I listen. What, you're what is, 35. What's his save percentage <laughs> this four, year? Nine oh two. His. <clears throat> that's that's why I wanted to bring this up, dude. Stats. Paul Maurice wouldn't even take him. He has. Have electricity is back, by the way. All right, you ready for the? You ready for this? I'm going to read through his save percentages since December 17th, the last month. Okay. Uh, January 17th versus Dallas nine nine. Sorry, seven four one. Ew. Jan 14 versus Montreal seven seven three. Ew. Jan 13 versus Toronto eight fifty two. Hey. Better. <laughs> Jan seven versus Columbus Blue Jackets best team in the league eight ninety two. Uh, Philadelphia Jan four nine thirty eight. Look at you go. Jan 3 versus Buffalo, one of the wor- wor- teams in the league, 789. Babe. Uh, and then versus Colorado on New Year's Eve, 926. Versus Minnesota on the 23rd, 692. So he has had two quality starts Hang on, I'm not in done. that span. Two more. Okay. Two more quality starts. The 18th versus New Jersey, 935. Good. And 17th versus Nashville, 969. So that's four Real good. in the last month. That's no good. It's uh, less than half his games. It's twenty goals in his last one hundred and thirteen shots. <laughs> that's smokes. almost one in five, maybe one in six now. Which is a eight ninety three save percentage. Yeah, that's no good. But do we look at it? Do we give him the credit that we're giving Price? Uh, he'll get out of it. I I think so. I definitely think so. And I also think. I, I mean, how hurt is Anti Ranta? I don't know. Like, I don't that, know. No I don't one think it was serious. To know. And this is the interesting thing. We we kind of talked about, and we've said for a long time, goaltending is cheap. You know, you can get Mike Condon for a fifth round pick. You know, or I mean, off waivers. That's uh, or or off waivers. You, both both of them been had this year. I mean, it, and there was some luck there yeah, as well. Sure. sure. Um, Ranta's is seven to ten days, and that was two days ago. All right, so and that's your backup anyway. Yeah, but he was on fire this year. Sure, but that's your backup anyway. Calm down. You know, um, all of a sudden there's all these teams who need a goalie. Winnipeg, by the way, how hilarious was it? You, Jesse, who sent me that Winnipeg uh, free press article about last night's game. What was the article? I think the headline was Pavlik near perfect in Jets victory over Coyotes. He allowed three goals. What are you talking about? And near a goal perfect. On the first shot. Near perfect, as in he could have allowed four. He made a really good save. One. Dude, this is... <laughs> Pavlik reminds me so much. He's the Czech Jonas Gustafsson. He is. He would have a bad game, but make this ridiculous athletic save because he was out of position in the first place. And you go, woohoo! That'll look great. I bet that'll be on Rock'em Sock'em this year. Did they win last night? The yep. Jets? Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing. Here, The two tweets I got last night were... He'll have a goal on the first shot. Yeah, so that, that was the first tweet I got was... Pavlik allows a goal on a first shot. They beat the league's worst or second worst team 6-3. And, and the second thing was, ha, so you guys thought Pavlik couldn't play goalie. They won. The Jets are... W-. And no, no, no. It's not even that they won the game. It's the Jets are winning. Like, I don't I don't think because you won one game that you're yeah. winning. I also don't think that person was serious, but... There was more than one person. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. Listen, we're, 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 it's it's a personal thing. You, you love your team. I get it. But Andre Pavlik, Winnipeg Jets fans, is not... 
your answer. He wasn't your answer no. when you guys were good. So now that you're bad, how is he now your answer? But, sorry, I got onto the Jets. We were talking about the Rangers there. Yeah. Um, the Rangers look like a playoff-bound team. Mm-hmm. What do they do? do well, they do got, you, listen. Are, are you confident you're going to get playoff Lungvist? Because if you are, then you just go Yeah, I think you ride the goalie who you've been riding for the last 12 years. Because what was my rant about a month ago? If you're going to do it, you have to do it with Lungfist. He's locked in for too long for too much. Four more years. Too bad. Too bad. That's your bed laying it. It's a handsome bed at least. They still have 28 wins this year. 28-16-1. They had such a start though. What's their last 10? Uh, I can only see their last five. Five, They're five and five. Five and five. There you go. But you need a good start and go 500 the rest of the year. It'll it'll carry you. If you go 500, you're fine. The Rangers would be fine. They'd be fine. They'd probably land in a wild card. But That's what okay. they're in right now. Well, there you go. Um, okay, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Steve's favorite writer. He's a fellow by the name of Mike Harrington. He's based oh, out of... I thought you were going to say Steve Dangle. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry, other than Steve Dangle. Okay. Because Steve Dangle's brand is self-aggrandizing, I believe. Uh, so, self-congratulations. Self-congratulations. And I just, by the way, I wrote another great trade tree. <laughs> and you should check that out. <laughs> Which we'll talk so about good. as well. Uh, but Steve's favorite writer, who he definitely isn't blocked by. No, you're blocked Not by. anymore. Oh, good. He unblocked uh, you. I don't know why. Maybe he's maybe he runs the Windsor Spitfires account. I'm watching as well. Uh, we're going to talk about his article about the Leafs Buffalo game, which I think you're going to find really interesting because from a Buffalo perspective, it's quite sober. We'll talk yes. about it. So the Leafs of Buffalo played on Tuesday. I was there. We saw the saw game. It. Steve was there. It was a great game. Yes. And uh, Steve paid for tickets. <laughs> Blood trickling down my face. I was up so high. Holy. Yeah. That's good. But it was good. I got a bird's eye view of everything. And you get to see the plays develop from out there, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. So you miss certain things like... Morgan Riley being injured. Yeah. Like Carrick is out there with Matt Hunwick and I'm like, that's odd. Oh, maybe it's just a, a line change. Okay. No, no who's missing? What's <laughs> Someone's missing. What the hell's going on? But then, yeah, you get to see plays develop and uh, the Leafs really struggled in the first. Yeah, they did. And then they kicked a whole big bag of ass in the second and third. They sure did. Then too. Mm-hmm. Um, what I thought was really interesting was, you know, a guy that, especially when Mike Babcock was hired away from, I don't even want to say he was hired away from Detroit. He was hired away from Buffalo. <laughs> you know, like really, he was sure. Buffalo's coach until the Leafs went yoink. And that's fair. And I understand Buffalo. But he was one of those people who came up from Buffalo to the Babcock Leafs press conference and asked, excuse me, Mike Babcock, I hear that you drown puppies. Can you confirm or confirm? You know what? He probably had to come up on like the QEW, like westbound Gardner, sorry, eastbound Gardner, I guess. And it was under construction at the time, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'd be grumpy, too. I'd be grumpy. I'd be grumpy. So, um... Mike, Mike's mad in this article about the Leafs and Sabres. Interesting. But what's interesting is that it's not... Normally, people, when, when they lose to Toronto, it's, well, they're, they're a bunch of a-holes anyway. We hate them. And then okay. everybody goes, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him next time. Blah, blah, blah. He's actually mad at Buffalo. Now... And Buffalo management, not Buffalo fans. This is interesting because I'm trying to think what could they possibly be mad about. That wasn't that bad of a game. Okay, they coughed up a two-goal lead. <laughs> But it's funny. I saw a lot of Sabres fans get super upset. Oh, how do you blow a two-goal lead? And I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> you, you haven't seen, you haven't Dude, seen the least blow like that. they've blown 10 in the last month. <laughs> are, are you kidding me? I'm going to so, read some of my favorite quotes from this, by the I way. Mean, it uh, could have been Robin Leonard. I don't know what they would be upset about. It wasn't even that. 
So here's I'm gonna I'm just again I'm just gonna read some of my favorite parts of this article. The Leafs have a coach who's going to the Hall of Fame and a general manager and president who are already there. Uh, the Sabers have a coach with a Stanley Cup resume who's clearly causing fans and his own players to gnash their teeth far too much. A first-time GM and a club president who's just about the most reviled figure in town these days. Now I forget their club president's name, but I think it's not Pagula. It's obviously not the Pagula. Oh, the Sabers. Sabers, but I believe he might be the same guy as the Bills. Jesse, if we can check that, that would be great. I just I believe because there's been a lot of bad. Things happen. Are we sure Bulls. it's not Pagula? No. This guy who is the, the, the president of the Sabres is the governor and alternate. No, he's the president and alternate governor. Oh, okay. I got you. So I'm assuming right. it's, you know, part of Pagula Sports and Entertainment. Now, he said, now obviously the biggest thing in the least favor is they tanked for half a season. Garrett Sparks and net anyone. Uh, and we're lucky to win the draft lottery to take Austin Matthews. The Sabres put together two of the worst seasons back-to-back in recent NHL history and didn't get the little ping-pong ball to bounce either time. Do you want the management? Yeah, what's the management structure? So we go owner, Terry Pagula. Owner slash president, Kim Pagula. President slash alternate governor, Russ Brandon. Can we look into Russ Brandon? I want to know if he's associated with the Sabres. Hmm. I've heard of Kim Pagula. Or not Sabres. I've um, heard of Russ Brandon. Sabres, uh, Bills. Um, so Bill he, Sports and Entertainment, I think it is. Yeah. So then he's, he's also president of the Bills. That's that's why, because uh, the general manager okay. of the Bills, just full full disclosure, was not told and not involved in the conversation when the Bills fired head coach Rex Ryan. Oh. And he went and talked to the media, and they said, "Why did you fire him?" And he said, "I wasn't involved in that conversation." Imagine that. Russ wasn't involved. No, no, Russ. No, no. You know the general manager. Oh, okay, okay. Russ went to the coach, fired the coach, didn't tell the general manager. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so that's why he's just about the most reviled figure in oh, Buffalo right now. Oh dear. So uh, this is where it that's gets good context. I didn't know that. <laughs> the Leafs rookies entered Tuesday, combining for 161 points this season, including 60 goals, which is unbelievable. Did you see that graphic? Well, it was a couple games ago now where the Jets had something like close to 60 points from rookies and they were second in the NHL and the Leafs had like a hundred more rookie points than them it's stupid the fact that they have a hundred rookie points in a season any team it's redonk um he said that's more than double any NHL team. What's happened to the Sabres prospects Justin Bailey Nick Baptiste Hudson Fashing I hope I'm saying that right who have been injured most of the year in Rochester, have combined for three goals with the Sabres. When's that help going to... Sorry, when are they going to start to help? The Sabres... Well, they've been injured, though. As you just right. Said. As he just said. Yeah. The Sabres <laughs> team has too much dead weight, especially in its bottom six forwards. You look at their bottom six. That's interesting. Matt Molson is playing in the fourth line. Yeah, that's a rough Evander one. Evander Kane is on the third line. That is a rough one. Those two alone. I think are the dead weight. You know, Gionta is also in the third line, if you want to call him that. I mean, he's a leader. I don't think they're paying him that much. Uh, I don't remember. But he's making bank. He's making good money, at least. Now, uh, there's three trades I think you can talk about. Uh, I think Platinum Sea Ghost, who I think we're at uh, three or four straight podcasts now that we've brought him up. He brought up a good point. So when it comes to the JVR trade talks, everyone thinks of Hull for Larson. Why not Johansson for Jones? Like, that's a little bit more even, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, why does Hall for Larson have to be the standard? I think Johansson Why does Jones a lopsided would... trade have to be the standard? You know? Yeah. Um, Kane for Myers, given what we know about those other two trades? Eh. Eh. Because, like, Myers, when he's healthy, is it, you know, a big right-handed defenseman Who's useful for the Jets? He plays like Tyler Myers all the time. Plays like Tyler Myers, and damn gets, near most of the time. And you can say yes, he's overpaid. Sure, 
but he still plays like sure. he's still a brand, <laughs> right? Like, you still know what you're getting. Right? How many 20 goal seasons does Evander Kane have? I think it's one. I think it's one too. And he has a gigantic contract. Uh, it is. I don't know 5. how gigantic it is. Five. Ooh, that's pretty gigantic. Right? This year and next year, and then he's a free agent. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that long. Yeah. Five point two five for a guy but, that's not scoring twenty goals. Exactly. Exactly. How Ooh. many goals does he have this year? Uh, Twelve. Oh, he's going to have a 20-goal year. I think he's also battled injury. Sure. And, yeah, it sounds like he'll have a 20-goal year. He had 20 in 65 last year. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think the question becomes now, if he's doing that well, why is he on the third line? (laughs) Right. Uh, The next line to me is the piece de resistance, Mm. the line of the whole piece. Jack Eichel is a terrific young player. Yes. Absolutely. But he's no Matthews. Whoa! No shame in that, but it's the reality. Whoa! I would not expect a Buffalo Red. I would not have expected that either. That's why I said this is a very sober piece. Also, you know, sometimes, maybe not so much this year, but in the past, I've gotten just really down on the Leafs. Maybe. No! Yeah. I know. But, like, give Eichel some credit. He's been fine, I think. He's played, like, 20 games, and he got a high ankle sprain, which is the worst. Yeah, he's recovering. Like, you're still... You're not okay yet. Yeah, you're not getting... You're, you know when you're going to get optimal Jack Eichel? Next year. Yeah. October. That's what you're looking at, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm no doctor. Well, because but, they, he, and they're not going to the playoffs, probably. It sure doesn't look like it. Um, Babcock <laughs> chose an original six franchise rather than a move to Buffalo. The rest of the situation is far from luck. Murray overspent on too many mediocre veterans. Can you bring up their... Uh, their, their ca- you got it? Oh. Okay, cool. Uh, his, tr- his trade of a first-round pick, and I forgot this, for one Robin Leonard... What, when? What Continues year? to look mighty fine, doesn't it? Laner gave up a ridiculous goal on the wall from Matt Martin that got the Leafs even, and then threw a tantrum after he got yanked after Matthews beat him and put Toronto up 3-2. I still say, eh, given what the Leafs gave up for Freddie Anderson and looking at Leonard's numbers heading into that game, which was a 9-2-2 save percentage, uh, that's not a terrible price to pay, depending on what that first was. I, th- I feel like it was it a was- later one. The Ottawa Senators traded Robin Leonard and David Leguan to the Sabres for the number 21 pick in the 2015 NHL draft. That's not a horrible price to pay. What are you doing with Leguan, though? I think it was salary, probably. Okay, yeah. Fair Um, enough, fair enough. Babcock is then quoted, we're trying to grow up as a team and learn how to play and learn how to play when you're ahead, Babcock said. Catch-up hockey is losing hockey. It's hard to chase the game all the time. We want to keep our foot on the gas and play. It's more fun that way. And then Mike ends it with praise be after that. And he said, the Sabres have serious problems at hand, maybe for many years, with their rival at the QEW. That is a Buffalo writer. Wow. Wow. Now, now, what I want to ask is, is he being too hard? Because I think he might be. As bad as it looked Tuesday night, it didn't look that bad. It was still four to three. And yeah, Robin Lanner threw a tantrum. Passionate guy. Totally. Him and Bilesmo have their conversation. Um, and I'm asking this for Sabres fans that listen to this show. You know, I don't, it doesn't seem like it's all that bad. Does it seem like, like, is it really that bad? We, or is it just a frustrating night and you're going, ah, and then you're, and then you're, about, you're over it? The Leafs are. A ridiculous standard to hold yourself to in terms of a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Because, but because like, of Babcock, they will. Totally. But, like, nothing but hits. Like, when was the last time we saw a rebuild where, like, the Penguins didn't ascend this fast when they had Crosby? No. 
it's this is insanity. The Ovechkin Capitals when they wore like black, blue, and copper or whatever the hell. Oh, that was a bad jersey. It was uh, the home one was okay. The away one was gross. Uh, they were bad. They were so bad. How are the Leafs in this position? Now, again, the Leafs are at their best right now. And the Sabres are reeling a little bit. So you got to remember. You got to remember that there, Mike. Uh, The other thing is I think this is the worst time of the season to evaluate your rebuild. I agree. Because it's mid-season, but it's not quite close enough to the trade deadline. So everything seems bleak. You know when I bet things seem better for Buffalo? In March. After the trade deadline, when they've gotten rid of a few guys, and you go, look at all these picks. Hey, this is kind of neat. You know when it looks even better? June. When you draft someone in the first round, probably top five, you might even get the first guy. Yeah. Top ten, certainly. Absolutely. You're going to look good. You're going to look good. What I think is interesting, too, here is that yeah, yes, you're right. Halfway through the season, definitely not yeah, a great right time. Right now, it looks terrible because you, all you do is you look at what you have and you just go, damn it. You're looking in the AHL and you're going, uh-oh, we got nothing. Yeah, Rochester stinks too. Yeah, it's not necessarily... Well, you've got well, three prospects that are injured, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, you can't... I mean, the Marlies... The Leafs lost. The Marlies are, uh, are, yeah, the Marlies are a sub-500 team in the AHL this year. Do we think the prospects they have all suck? No. No, it's it's not the greatest. AHL wins are not the greatest indicator of what your team is. So, mm-hmm. what what's what's the happy medium here, there, Mike? Let's let's find it. I would love to chirp them and be like, ah, Sabers, uh. but I still think there's something there. There's something to be worried about with this team. Well, of course, and I I think it starts with from Jack the Eichel. Leafs angle. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about them being bad. No, no, yeah, yeah, I am too. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to be bad. I really don't. Um, I, I don't think that this has been a fair season to look at them that way. It'd be like looking at Tampa Bay and going, well, they're terrible. Yep. <laughs> they're not. <Yeah. laughs> we know they're not. Are they underperforming? Yeah. Are they injured? Yeah. Who do they have up the middle? No one. <laughs> exactly. Stamkos is injured. No. No. What would the Leafs look like without Austin Matthews? I uh, think about it for about a tenth of a second, and then I push it. Because that that doesn't that's, need to be in my brain right now. Exactly, but that's that doesn't the point, need to right? be there. Jack Eichel out, uh, Steven Stamkos out. Like you can carry Price out for the Habs last year. Like it's different. Ooh. It's a different. It, it, they're these players. They matter. It's like LeBron for the Cavalier Cavaliers. They what would they mm. be? They'd be good because they still have Kevin Love, still have Kyrie Irving. But are they know. are they the Cavaliers? I don't know. They're not the Cavaliers. I don't know. Just saying. I, I hate I never thought I would say this but Mike Harrington can you please give the Sabres a break <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy hey Frank Corrado's gonna play tonight mm-hmm. that's unreal eh yeah with the oh. dog. no no he's gonna play oh is he Carrick un- unless I saw something different no, no, it's no, gonna he, be Carrick you're right and they're gonna yeah. be used as a third pairing yeah and what I saw there was Carrick is gonna be on his offside on the left Corrado's gonna be on the right which is Probably the right way to do it. And Marinson is not healthy. So it took two defensive injuries and as you for said, the eighth defenseman to play. But there it is. What did you say? At one point you said that, that will happen. This will happen. They will have injuries. I guess, man. But poor guy. It took all the way to mid-January. 42 games in. And by the way, this is game number two. 
for Frank Corrado. Babcock did say, he's like, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for him. And, uh, you know, he's going to be an opportunity <laughs> to shine. And, and I mean, he, if he, he better, plays well, he better freaking play well. Oh, I know. He's got no, like, if he plays well, it's found money. Yeah. At this point. Like, he's this prospect who didn't exist. Could there conceivably, in an alternate universe, being ours, is there a chance that Frank Corrado plays himself into this lineup regularly. Let's say this game, this 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 stretch of Morgan Riley's lasts for a week. Is that long enough for Frank Corrado to prove I deserve to be in this lineup semi regularly? Here's the stupid fantasy I have, Adam: is the Leafs win the cup this year, and whoever gets the cup first gives it to Frank Corrado. <laughs> gives it to Frank Corrado. <laughs> He's this yes! team's Ray Bork. Yes, <laughs> win it for Frankie. Oh, oh yes, Frank Corrado is the Leafs. 38-year-old. <laughs> how, how is he staying like healthy and conditioned if he's not playing hockey? Apparently. Well, Chris Johnson was saying he's jacked. Well, He's incredibly well, jacked because Andrew, all he, he does is work out. We were Nobody talking, works out. I was reading some quotes yesterday from Babcock with Jesse, and we were talking about it was Sheldon Keefe's. They asked Sheldon Keefe what he thought, mm. and they said the first few games, Frankie played great, and then you could see that there was some fatigue in the in the last few. I guess, how many games did he play? Seven? Yeah, seven. Something like and that. And they yeah. played him towards the end, because in the first few games, they sort of warmed him up a little bit. But then mm-hmm. I think he was on the top line deep core with, uh, or deep thing with Renat Valiev. Well, and that's hard, because you're going from zero time to all the time. Yeah, yeah. there's a difference between working out and playing hockey. Yeah. There is. There is. And they said but, he showed some signs of fatigue, and I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah and, you're, and you're using him. They're like, yeah, we used him the most. They put him on the ice the most. The Marlies loved him. As they should have. Uh, he should be their best defenseman, logically. Um, but Corrado's not going to be playing those kinds of minutes. He's not going to come close to 20 unless someone gets really hurt. No. What's he going to get, 12 max? Yeah, probably. You're, I mean, you better not see any fatigue. And if you do, if you see some fatigue, I don't think that's Mike Babcock's fault. Like, I, and what, I don't think Corrado would be fatigued at 12 minutes. I don't think so either. Um, you know, I, I was talking about it's Babcock's fault if Corrado doesn't look crisp. Because obviously he hasn't been playing games. But tired? Shouldn't be tired. The Leafs have bikes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, they played... Go go down. There's a bike right there. They played, what was it, seven games in, tw- in 10 nights or something like that? Like, it mm-hmm. was... Conditioning stints only last, like, 10 days. Yeah, the AHL is... The AHL is harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They play three straight nights. Did Corrado play three straight nights? He might He played have. seven played. games in a row. Yeah. Not, well, not, no, not seven nights oh, in a row. But. sure he did. But seven how, games how in 10 fit, days? How do you fit seven games in, a, I think it was 10 days or two weeks? Like, he could fit seven games in two weeks. That's so That's gross. That's insane. That's so stupid. That's, That's so a lot. Stupid. And it's not good for development either because, you know, a lot of... That's why so many players get healthy scratched. They got to wear them. It, they, they, they'll, they'll be worn down. It's not just to get everyone games. It's so that you're not playing these guys three nights in a row. Right. And all of a sudden you have a hole in your lineup. So, I, hey, man, good for Frankie. Good for Frankie. It'd be great if he could be... Frank beats Hank. How great would that be? Be a perfect headline in overtime. As if Babcock would put Frank Corrado out there in overtime. Maybe he plays really well. Maybe he plays really well. Um, the Marlies also lost their last four games. That's not Corrado's fault. It's yeah, definitely Corrado's fault. I blame Corrado 100%. I think what it's because he was on the stats, ice. stats, by the way? For the Marlies? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just Marlies.ca. Because Garrett Sparks was kind of emerging as maybe better than Antoine Bebo. Which throws another wrench in the who the hell is behind I honestly think conversation. The, I honestly think with the two of them at this point, right now, it's six of one, half dozen of another. 
Like, yeah. one gets hot, the other's not. And then the other gets cold, and the other gets hot. Like Devo's sitting at a nine oh two. Sparks Gross. was at a nine twenty five. So Sparks is wow, really? How many games has he played? Ten games. How many games has Bebo played? Nineteen. Still, most Still. of those nineteen were before the most recent column. Uh, Jeff Glass nine seventeen, and he's not there anymore. And Enroth had a nine oh four. And Roth and Ramo brutal. had an eight eighty. Also brutal. Ugh. Overall, they're sitting at a nine oh one. That's disgusting. Wow. So, like, not only is Sparks, like, the not only are the indicators Sparks is the best one they have, indicators are he's clearly the best one they have. But they're not playing him. Well, they're playing him more now. Well, now. Yeah. They weren't playing him at the they, beginning. Well, they of the had to because Bebo was up. Bebo was yeah. up. And I think he's kind of won that job back, mm-hmm. which is good because he had some off-ice stuff that happened earlier this year, which... Don't even get me started. Um, yeah. But yeah. he... It's in the past now. He yeah. is a... I, I, he's getting texts from idiots. Yeah. Uh, he uh, <laughs> He's a... I've always... I, I thought he was the clear-cut better one last year, and I find it funny that Bebo keeps emerging, and I keep going, like, has he earned this? Yeah. Every Bebo? time... Yeah. Every time Bebo <laughs> comes out, I'm like, is this really the guy? His first two call-ups made sense. Okay. They made sense. Sparks Why? hadn't really played. They hadn't really played, and the Leafs needed <laughs> So that's the only reason. <laughs> because Sparks hadn't played. And he, well, and he but was the best one available. The you you couldn't call up Glass. Um, they were evaluating him to see, okay, we clearly don't like Enroth. We know we don't like Enroth. We don't know if we don't like Bebo. So let's see. Mm. So it was two evaluation games. Ramo clearly didn't have it. And if you're disappointed with Sparks... Uh, and you're disciplining him, and you're not playing him in the minors. Yeah, you call it Bebo. He was their he was their option. Now, if mm, we get to the end of February, and the Leafs need to call up a goalie, this is Sparks' opportunity to make himself that goalie. And I, geez, at this point, kind of looks likely, doesn't it? We have backup Amy, so it doesn't really matter. That's anymore. true. Yeah, backup Amy is going to be bulletproof. <laughs> more more like bulletproof Amy. That was. Am I right? That wasn't as. That wasn't. No. It's not as good. Well, then we have to stick with backup. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, I'm okay with that. I think we were going to still do is that. the pinnacle. I didn't know why yeah. we were moving from that. I yeah. think. Listen. I think we keep. I keep that. Listen. This is good. Listen. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm just not hearing any sense, son. How do we get on this? I don't know. Well, we're talking about. <laughs> we were. We originally were talking about um, um, Frank Corrado. Uh, but one thing I want to come back to quickly wow. before we have to go here on, on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and there's tons of tough stuff to talk about in the, in the download portion of the show. But Like my great article. I have a great clip from our, our favorite radio host, Mike Francesa, oh, at a yes. WFAN in New York uh, that we will get to in the download section of this show. <sighs> Can't wait. He, a caller had to, caller was asking him about text messaging. And oh, Mike no. Mike's response to it is fantastic. Now, <laughs> if you don't and if you don't know Mike, Mike is your grandfather. Mike's your grandfather you who still has a radio show yeah. um, for eighteen hours a day. Yeah, yeah Mike, it's a long radio. <laughs> He's not even your grandfather. Hours. He's your grandfather's inner dialogue. Yes, yeah. yes, you're right. But in the meantime, you talked about JVR trade, okay? Because yeah. that's that's there's you know that's out there. Mm. JVR trade, and you said Hall for Larson has been the standard, but why couldn't a Seth Jones for uh, Ryan jo- uh, Ryan Johansson be the 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 bar? There you go. What do you get for James Van Riemsdyk? 
So who's the guy? Who's the target? Is it a younger guy? Is it somebody James's age? Is it like what is it? I got a great idea for a for a move. Uh, in exchange for James Van Riemsdyk, the Toronto Maple Leafs receive James Van Riemsdyk. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for now, look, I yeah, they're doing too well. I Play think. Out the year. Hmm? Play out the year. I think you play, play out, out the year, year. and I think do so it in too. the summer. Well, you get more for him now. Yeah, no, I don't. I know that. I don't know about that. I don't think his value I, goes down. You know who you get more yeah. for now? Austin Matthews. What is, this, <laughs> what is this perception that? What is this perception that that because James Van Riemsdyk would play thirty games for you, four, thirty-five games for you this year, that he somehow the difference the difference is going to be astronomical if you get if you trade him now. Not only are you getting 82 games this year, next year, you're getting 30 plus this year. I don't believe Woo! that. I don't really think it's going to change a thing. Now, one one thing that uh, Elliot Friedman brought up in 30 Thoughts were the fact that... Was I, the fact I that have his Twitter open right now. Canadian teams might be poised to grab a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk. He says he doesn't want to get traded to the Oilers, but... Uh, or at least that's the rumor. But uh, that might have changed. That's the, weird. Like, how come still... I know, the Oilers are a funny team. They're a funny team with funny management. But isn't McDavid alluring? That's not I, alluring to you at all. I have to tell you, I think he is now. For sure. Like, if but I'm no, Shattenkirk, no, I'm not getting the greatest supporting cast, but I'm the help. I'm the solution. Like, and look at the, and, and picture and the Oilers with Shattenkirk. You'll get paid for it, too. Yes. You'll get paid to be the Handsomely. And you got Darnell Nurse. You're not, now, if you're the Oilers, you're not making that trade. Unless you have an extension in place. Mm. Yeah, this is the problem. And I, you part know part of the allure to Edmonton is all their bright young players. Mm-hmm. And in exchange for Kevin Shattenkirk, they will have to give up a bright young player. Would a would a guy like I'm throwing this out there, sure. I'm just spit Puy RVB fair value. Because you have a lot of skilled centermen or not centermen, you've got a lot of skilled forwards. Uh there's a lot of Oilers fans who would take that trade. The, I don't know if it's smart. I don't know if it's smart either. And I'm, I'm not saying straight up, and I don't know. I was just throwing it out there. Is a Puy RV plus or a Shattenkirk plus for Puy? I can't say. I can't see Shattenkirk plus for Puy RV. I just can't. I don't know. I think straight up might actually be closer to reality. I'm if serious. you can get the extension in place. Yeah. Now, the Leafs and Habs have also been named as two, two potential teams. One thought, hmm. there's a thought going around, and it's just a thought. Is that one of thirty? Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk uh, could be okay with signing a two-year deal where he gets paid an obnoxious amount of money, or like a short-term deal where he gets paid an obnoxious amount of money for what he is, like overpay him for two years, and then you don't, you're not, then you're not stuck on a long contract. In two years, he's thirty; he could still sign a long-term deal. Uh, uh, so I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to credit him. Jeff Vayette brought up. It, this stupid plan at the World Cup where he thinks the Leafs' year to go for it is next year. And by the way, he he said this before the season began. Wow, give it credit. Give him credit. So I'm like, you're you're an idiot. But and and that was one of the solutions he brought up. You take Shattenkirk and or some other free agent like a Joe Thornton. Well, you don't need Joe Thornton. And you you don't need Joe Thornton. No, no, no. But you go Here's eight million bucks or whatever it is under under the cap. Come win a cup. Let's go. If they come gave, win a cup, let's so go. Think think about it this for just a second. Shattenkirk, two year deal, eighteen million dollars. Okay, so you pay nine million Holy bucks. Sh- <laughs> come just, on, just, just, 
Give it okay, to, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I get I it. I'll, I'll let you, Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Two years, $18 million, It's a lot. Sorry. Sometimes you hear something so ridiculous, you're compelled to just make noises. But it's a two-year deal. Okay. And when that two-year deal is up, you got to sign Matthews and Marner. So it leaves you... Which you can. Yes. It leaves you the flexibility to do that. And maybe that player comes back at a discounted rate because like, hey, I just won a cup. Let's go win a couple more. Or not. <sighs> how could that be bad? Tell you know, me how that could be bad. Y- y- here's why it's bad. How could it be bad? Because the Leafs are making me think Disney movie-ass thoughts. So there's nothing bad about that. The Leafs are making me think stupid thoughts like this is how they do it. How does that play? This is how they win it. How does that play? This is sense? how, and we get Russell Crowe, we ask if he can still skate from Mystery Alaska, and he's going to no, play. he'd bring it off the post at the end. He's going to play Roman Polak. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, so he's perfect. <laughs> and, and, and we get, I don't know, who are some of the other? We get, we get uh, Matt Martin is played by Sean William Scott. I don't know. There's not that many actors at, in Hollywood think who about can this skate. On, think of the defense next year, okay, with Shattenkirk. A, this would work under the cap, but B, you've got Riley, Shattenkirk, you've got Gardner, Zaitsev, Tarek, and whoever. And doesn't matter. And doesn't matter. Frank Corrado. Frank Corrado. Qualify him. Yo, imagine if he signs with the Leafs again. Why? If they qualify him, he might not have a choice. And and that's why you give him the cup first. Yeah. But, but think about that. <laughs> If your power play is Morgan Riley and Kevin thinking, Fett, though. Yeah, it's stupid. Is Shattenkirk, st- Riley, Gardner? This is all dumb. You're dumb and we're dumb. Shattenkirk's um, dumb. I don't think it's dumb. You're dumb. We, Everyone's dumb. We need to take a break. Okay. The, the radio portion's done. The radio's done? Okay. I well, hey, listen. The show's easier. brought to you by Panago Pizza. So it's on the inside that counts. And I want you to think deep down inside you how great Kevin Shattenkirk would look here for the next couple years. And then you send him off into the sunset. I'll tell you what's what's on the inside me. Thoughts of the Leafs Cup in 2018. Jesse, you want to tell us why you think it's stupid? No, I think it's a great idea. Here, let, me, let, thing? let, me, what, what, let me throw a little wrench in the stupid talk. Uh, James Reimer on his way to South Florida right now because his wife is having a baby. Oh. You know what? If that if that baby is a guy or a girl, they have to name it Steve. <sighs> Do you have any idea? If they name their kid, Do you James have any idea? To name his child after Steve, Steve Dangle. Come I on, would no. I would drop on, James. Do the right thing. <laughs> I would actually drop what I was doing, like not speak to my wife or bosses, and just head to Florida to be with my godson or goddaughter. Steve or Stevie? Make her Stevie. Stephanie. Oh, yeah, it could be like Stevie Nicks. Yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie Nicks. Nope. I have her real name, Stephanie. So Steamy Nicks. Just st- no. <laughs> uh, Jesse, let's let's get back to stupid. Why Why wouldn't that work? Tell me why it wouldn't. Pop, pop, pop the balloon. Because we can't have everything we want. That's why. why. Because th- history has taught me that. Other than that. <laughs> because almost that, 30 years of pain has taught me that. Objectively, guys, tell me why that wouldn't work. Tell me that how that doesn't work for for Shattenkirk. The Shats. I don't have a good answer for you. I don't have because an answer for you. It's not a stupid is idea. the reason the smile is on my face. Jesse, why? Uh, no. Uh, Pop this balloon great, for me. Tell me why idea. it's bad. I want to know. Shut up. No, it's you great, don't. It's a great idea. Jesse said off camera that how he said it was you? stupid. He said he thought it was stupid. I would I would why never is it stupid? I Adam would just never exposed say you. You were exposed. Mm-hmm. I I did say off camera that it was stupid. Why is it stupid good? I have changed my mind. In the 30 seconds. As I am allowed to do. And I am not going to argue this point. A wise man once told me not to argue with fools. Listen, can you... Oh, (laughs) 
That's literally your job, Jesse. I just want to say that I believe I'm pretty sure it was Jeff and it was the Leafs Nation that pointed this out. That that that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know I'm if he's pretty ever sure it was it, them that pointed this out in a recent article. I'm sure. Days. I'm sure he'll promote. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, please do. Um, it's it. Go to LeafsNation.com because he out. listens now. Uh, oh, he does. Yeah, he didn't listen before. No, we were bad before. But now we... No, he listens now. Now we're better. No, we're way better. See? We have his blessing. So it's okay. Okay. Well, Jeff, yeah. I'm with you on the shats. Um, I'm calling him the shats. King shats when he's here. Uh, <laughs> but what... King of the shats. No, king shats. Just king shats. King shats. Okay. Oh my God. I can't wait till Kevin Shattenkirk scores a hat trick in game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. And the tr- the front page of the Toronto Sun, because none of the other papers will have the balls to do it, has the headline, Shat in the Hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Shat in the Hat. And it's him with the cup above his head, handing the cup to Frank Corrado. If, if Kevin Shattenkirk gets a hat trick in any of the Stanley Cup final games, will you get a Shat in the Hat tattoo? I'll get a Shat in the Hat shirt. Tattoo. Shat in the Hat. Yes. With shat, a little with shat a little in the hat. Cat and it'll in the just hat, be then, it'll yeah, no, it'll be a cat in the hat, but with Kevin Chattenkirk's face. Yeah, yeah. The entire thing. He'll look like the cat. We'll, Pulling the cup above his head. We'll, we'll There's the, the tattoo. Will you get that tattoo? If he scores a hat trick in any of the games in the Stanley Cup finals. I'll take that bet, yeah, sure. Okay, done. Get it on my bum. Um Yeah. Done. Get it on your bum. That's good. Why not? Yeah, why not? Well, there's only one person that's really going to see that bum for the rest of your life, so I think you'd be all right. Well, it's, uh, it's covered you by hair pants. We've, we've been it this, is covered so by okay. hair pants. Yeah. It wouldn't be for the first while. They have to shave your hair pants for that. Yeah. No, we would just nair it. Ah, of course. Of course. Um, so anyway, I... Man, I think the least make a... I think at least make up. I would make the trade for Kevin Shattenkirk. You know what's gonna be great? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't trade. It's gonna be great in like two or three weeks. The Leafs go on the slump, and we're like, shit! What now? Oh, they're not gonna make it. We were idiots for thinking they could. <laughs> they are gonna go through another slump. Not, now, what's the slump? Sp- well, here's here's what I can almost guarantee. This is what Leafs management is thinking mm, right anything now. Anything close to five hundred is gonna be perceived as a slump. I can guarantee this is what Leafs management's thinking right now. Okay, so things are going well. But we have a group of players. We have eight rookies that we've played this year. Not one of them has played 82 games in a season. No. That is a lot of games. A lot of games. And so you think the they're going to. The thing with rookies is around game 60, mm-hmm. they start to slow down. It's long. <laughs> it's a long season. Now, so I think right now they're thinking, okay, so this is great. However, we should expect, and, and as Leaf fans, we should expect that there is going to be an exhaustion point for these guys. Now, whether or not they can play themselves through that or they have to sit, like, I would not be surprised if Zach Hyman's given a night off, Austin Matthews given a night off, just to go, just just relax. I, I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be very yeah. surprised. The Raptors, the Raptors rest their players. That's completely different. Basketball is we very were, different. We're yeah. two games away from the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, from the NBA Finals. Completely different. <laughs> um, my two problems with the Kevin Shattenkirk Stanley Cup situation here. One. How are we headline. talking about this? One. How the no, fuck we're, are we're, we're talking not talking about, about that anymore. One. I asked you to argue this point. Now you're not. Now you cannot argue this now. We've the arguing One. has closed. There shouldn't be a year. Order. Let him speak. <laughs> there shouldn't be a year where you're going for the cup. 
It should just be you have a good team and you're consistent. It shouldn't be okay. This year we're gonna load up and go for it. Tell that to the Blackhawks. <laughs> but that's not, that's not how they operate. They've operated. We've got our six best players, and every year we're just gonna retool and build around them. But They're, here's the thing, though. What does it cost the Leafs other than money? Term. Kevin Shattenkirk. Two years. He's not accepting a two-year deal. I think Apparently, he, he might. He might. There's actually well, now, rumors was it out a of report? No. When, there is a report out of. Was it Fridge? Uh, no. It was. Uh, it was a, from the from TSN. Uh, oh. Cervelli. Apparently, Frank that, Cervelli. Okay. Uh, that there was. Uh, there is a rumor that he would accept that to go to a great team for a couple short seasons and then sign a long-term deal because he'd still that, only be 30. That but doesn't make sense. If he, not for him, but who cares if he wants to if accept that, it. He, he wants no, to do that. The he, term, he's not going to do it for himself because it doesn't make sense. Your rumor, is it? did it come out of his mouth? No. No, but, but Jesse, the, the term you're talking about is not an issue because the Leafs won't sign him to that. If he, and, they, and then they won't get him. Right. Fine. And that's fine. Okay. But no, and what the situate the scenario we're talking about, you're deviating from the scenario. The scenario is they give him a bunch of money for two years. If he no, would but do I that's have, the scenario. I have to argue the scenario because never. No, you're happen. not, but we're not arguing the scenario. But, this is the scenario. Adam, he we, would accept that. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Jesse. Yeah. I, so I can't I can't argue the scenario because I don't agree with the scenario. I the that's my point. The difference we have is the language. You say it's never gonna happen. I say it's unlikely. To happen, a two-year deal. Is not and I say it's a it tasty makes, little thought, if, man. If, if, they want, if they want to sign him for five years, I I could, I could live with that. I can live with Chad and Kirk for five Actually, years. Ah. I probably wouldn't because then you still have to sign Matthews there and Marner go. and That's Nylander, and you need that money. I yeah. In three years. Um, and you know what? You've got a guy like Travis Dermott coming up. I'm not saying Travis Dermott is Kevin Shattenkirk. We don't know. But you do or have Andrew Nielsen or... some young defensemen there that are pretty good. And, and who you are might they not... draft this year? Yeah, and you might not need to. And really next just, year. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, yeah. if they're, uh, I don't know that, I don't know that you can expect this year. Like, if they if they draft between picks 10 and 20 this year, for for instance. Sure. I don't think you can expect a player like that to just jump right in the NHL, can you? Here's an interesting thought, and actually building off of that. Let's say the Leafs are in genuine Stanley Cup contention in three years, let's say, before. That defenseman, if you're going to develop them yourself, would be ready. Has to already be in your system mm-hmm. already, or this year, and or drafted this year. They'll be so young. They'll yeah. be 21. Morgan Riley was good. You're not yeah, getting a good. Morgan Riley. No, but we're talking about someone who changes the look of the team. Maybe you get like a Zach Warensky and. Gus Gus is be here. Gus is ghost is whatever. <laughs> you know, maybe you get a player. Maybe you luck into a player like that. But that, like, I think the odds of you achieving that are the same odds you have of signing Kevin Shattenkirk to a two-year expensive deal. Name. So this is the interesting thing. I think if they're going to get this mythical player that fans keep talking about, they got to trade for him. So, and then all of a sudden the JVR argument becomes better. It makes sense. Now question, not for Shattenkirk, like just for a defenseman question. Anyone question, question here. Unless Jesse, did you want to say something to add? Uh, I just think it's never happened in any of the pro sports leagues where a 27 year old has taken a two year deal. Oh, a 27 year old. I was, I was thinking Mm. about when Paul Correa and Tamu Solani joined the avalanche. Yeah. And somehow didn't win all the cups. A 27 year old turning down seven years. Yeah, that would that? be pretty dumb. Um, I'm listen. And yet, 
I, I would still no. like it to happen. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, I had a huge chunk of gel in my hair, and none of you told me. Some friends you are. Didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't look that close at your hair. <laughs> Looks great, It was though. behind me. Um, Maybe I couldn't see the clay in my hair the same way Jesse can't see why Kevin Chattenkirk would join the league. Can I tell you how, how I think this is going to go? How is this going to go? Can you guys get off your computer and put your phone down, please? <laughs> How's I'm this going to go? And I bring up my phone right yeah, away. Jerk. Go ahead. Talk, I don't Adam. think. <laughs> I don't think the Leafs' window is just going to be three years and then it's done. Yeah. I think like the the Hawks and like uh, the Kings, it will be multiple windows. I agree. That's but why there's no go for the beautiful thing about signing a short, expensive deal, and the Leafs are the perfect team for it. The beautiful thing about it is it costs you nothing. And but how do you, now? Now here's my question. Okay. okay, Jesse. To Jesse's point, does it make sense for a guy like Kevin Shattenkirk not to sign a seven-year, fifty million dollars? <laughs> no, or, absolutely not. How <laughs> do you? All right. So if you didn't like those prayers, how do you convince a guy to do it? You'll win. You don't. Because so you don't, matter. or you'll win. Hey, buddy. Just try. Don't you want to win? I am. I am Lou Lamorello. Don't you want to win? And you've never said no to me in my lifetime. I am Lou Lamorello, and I'm ordering you to put together a presentation. What's your What's your main point? Your sales pitch to Kevin Shattenkirk? Aren't you sick of always getting your teeth kicked in in the playoffs with the stupid St. Louis Blues? Come join a winner, baby. <laughs> Jesse, I look at one of my wingers and <laughs> I trade him for a defenseman that we can use when we are ready. That's a maybe. That's a maybe. Much more likely situation. I don't know about that. It, 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 no, I mean, it's a more right. likely situation. It's far more likely. But how, what's the quality of that defenseman going to be? I'm just huh. arguing the odds of something happening. We have not talked about the Leafs this way in the existence of the show. No. It's nice, isn't it? I haven't I, spoken about the Leafs this way since high school. I said to Jesse when I came in today, I'm like, my day rules today. The last I a, time I talked about the Leafs this way, Bush was in his first term. Yeah. <laughs> I had I had a Grammys meeting earlier today. I have this, I get the show, and then I'm going to go home and watch the Leafs tonight. Like, that is my day. What a, what a damn good day that is. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It, I'm going to watch them tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching the Leafs game. I used to be like, I'm sorry, honey, I have to put on the Leafs game. <laughs> now last it's like, season, honey, I'm putting on the Leafs game. She's like, okay, cool. Last season, I would get home and be like, oh, the Leafs game's on tonight. Like, I wouldn't know about the Leaf game until, like, an hour before it came on. Last year, let me ask you this. Last year, do you ever turn your TV on and go, oh, there's a game tonight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I know. And who they're playing. And what oh, it is. Fuck and yeah. When, and when they were starting and everything. Yeah. Breaking it all down. Because last year, I was like, what, well, this we won't get too attached <laughs> to this guy because we know he's gone. I want to know who Kevin Shattenkirk has performed the best against over his career. <laughs> uh, and then, who again, a week from now. It will all change a two week weeks, from now. But you know what? We go, uh, they It's suck. fun to have these conversations, ain't it? Ain't it? You know what I think it'll feel more real? When, if, sorry, if the Leafs slow down and they're still where they are. Yeah. When, yeah, that's a good point. That will be because we're waiting to be we're waiting to get sobered up a bit. Yeah, if they will have a stretch of like fifteen games where they're five hundred and they're still like second in the Atlantic, ah! Ah! Uh, playoffs are like a foregone conclusion at this point. Oh, oh whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh my god! <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Thank you. Jesse, Adam, what time of the show is it? Mark this clip for when they inevitably botch it. One now. hour if, in. You if son of a gun. Son of a gun. If we're being realistic, 
playoffs are just guaranteed. And then once we're in, who knows? Eighth seeds can do whatever they want. Maybe a sixth seed? Kadri scored. There's no way they goofed this lead up. There's no way. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you guys know that Vinny Viola punched a guy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Um, uh, uh, Friend of a friend of the show. Uh, Vinny Viola. <laughs> Friend of a friend. That's, that's scary. That's, that's nuts. It's that's like nuts. Two degrees. We are two degrees removed from Vinny Viola. From right. Trump. This is the most rich person story I've ever heard. It is. It is so, this does not happen to you unless you're worth at least $20 million. There are so many... Uh, Mrs. Angle loves watching rich people drama shows. Yeah. And every time they get into an argument, every time the uh, the Kardashians have an argument, I'm like, you don't need to be having this argument. You're all rich. You don't need to be having this argument. Yeah, just, Do you think you have problems? And just you enjoy being rich. Yeah, just like get along. Just oh, get along. Oh, someone said something bad about you. Who cares? You're rich. Gives a shit. I'm rich. It's you know a- what? When you're that rich, if someone says something bad about you, you send them a bouquet of flowers with a picture of you giving them the finger. Yeah, with diamonds in it. <laughs> Who um, cares? You're rich. It's like the South Park movie where it's like, hey, Billy, what sucks about being a Baldwin? Nothing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Did they> get <laughs> bombed. <Yeah. laughs> like, it's true. Uh, all right, now, Vincent Viola. Uh, and and oh, Jesse he's did in say trouble, this. It's Vincent. You know, by the way, Vincent Viola, we are three degrees removed from Donald Trump this show. Because we know the guy who knows the guy who yeah. knows Donald Trump, who's making him the Secretary of the Army. That's we are we are two degrees removed from the Secretary of the Army from the United States of America. Hey, uh, Vinny, can you deliver this message to your boss? You're a dick. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so, Vinny, Vincent advised <laughs> <laughs> that'll show him. I bet that'll hurt his feelings. All of a sudden, there's going to be a tweet. Heard about the Steve Dangle podcast? Not a good show. Tanking in the ratings. Bias, yeah. fake news. Wrong, fake. Uh, <laughs> Michael Froelich is not uh, all-star. Fake, fake news. news. <laughs> That's true. In the narrative at the Saratoga Springs PD, Sarah, uh, Police Department, uh, Vinny Viola tells responding officer that his wife Teresa told him that an unnamed worker had pushed her while she was trying to get water for a woman who had fainted. Later in the night, Vincent found the worker and allegedly punched him. And where did this all occur? Uh, you tell me, Adam, because it's the best. This all occurred. Yeah, we're all rich people get into fights. A horse auction. <laughs> <laughs> she punched a guy at a horse auction. No poor people are doing that. Literally, he's there to spend obnoxious amounts of money. On a horse. On a horse. And then just look at it like a boat. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I own 14 horses. I never see them. Because, like, rich people who buy horses, they're not, like, taking care of the horse, right? Nope. They hire people to take care of the horse, and then they stud the horse, Hopefully. and they make money off the studding, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm not rich, Adam. I don't know. I don't know how to make money off of a horse. <laughs> I would put a leash on it and take it for a walk. I don't know. What do you do with the horse? I'm never going to own one. I think my favorite part about this report is that the man pushed the woman, and then later in the night... Like, Vinny planned this for yeah. a while, and then, allegedly, and then went after, and it was like... That's a Dave Chappelle sketch. When keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> because at the time, you know, honey, he probably just bumped into you. It was, it was probably nothing. And then later in the night, when you get drunk at the horse auction, like one does, fuck that! <laughs> Good time. You shoved my wife! At a horse auction. <laughs> at a horse auction. <laughs> I don't like people playing on my phone. 
I don't like people shoving my wife at a horse auction. <laughs> it sounds made up. Yeah, it's a Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Uh, and literally, it, isn't there a Twitter account like called like White People, and it's just like what stupid white people do? And uh, it's, that is a white people. There's a blog. Yeah, there's a like shit white people like, and it says like <laughs> Abercrombie horse auctions, I mean, really, sweet potato fries. Not to be stereotypical, but being stereo completely stereotypical. Here. That's the whole blog. Stereotypical. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> here's okay. The the next piece of fun news I have for you is uh, do you know the name Sidney Ponson? Are we gonna get to Francesa? Oh yeah, I'm okay. saving him oh, for yeah. last because yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. favorite. Okay. Um, I know where this is going, and it's <laughs> so. So if do you ever see how dumb certain people are, like the person we're about that, to refer that we're to, we're about to refer to, and you go, how did you make it? How did you like life on Earth is hard? Yeah, how did you make it? You're old. It used to be. You wouldn't get to being old. Sydney Ponson. It used to be you washed out. Sidney Ponson is a career, uh, like he's like a, f- I, I think he's like 91 and 111 in his total MLB career. Mediocre but MLB pitcher. had the stuff to be a great pitcher. Word was he just didn't take care of himself. Oh, now, I don't know. I had not heard of this now, person. Now, yesterday, Tim Raines was among those Elected into the uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, Tim Raines, former Expo, great, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous that it, it took till his tenth year, till his elimination year, to not get in, or to sorry to get in. So thank oh, God. Is there a cutoff? There is a cutoff. Yeah. Ten years, and then you don't make it. Or if you get less than five percent on the ballot, and you can never come back, mm-hmm. which I think is dumb. But anyway, um, Kurt Schilling gets a tweet because Kurt Schilling, I believe, finished seventh and did not make it. The top tenth. three guys made it. Tenth, tenth in voting. And it's from Sidney Ponson, former teammate Sidney Ponson. And it says, congrats on the Hall of Fame. Ah. Now, and then so Kurt Schilling instantly, without looking at the Twitter account, retweets him and goes, is this the fat-ass underachieving former MLB pitcher who pissed away a potentially Hall of Fame career? Well done. Hashtag lazy-ass underachiever. Wow. And then Kurt Savage. Schilling. Savage. He and went then, for the Yeah, he went, yo, he went Trump. <laughs> he went Trump. And then hashtag sad. Yeah, <laughs> and then Sydney Ponson. And then he re, he tweeted Sydney Ponson directly, who was at by the way at Sydney Ponson on Twitter, and says, "Are you the real Sydney Ponson? Did you actually play MLB?" And this guy named David writes to me, goes, "Hey, he's got forty three followers. I'm pretty sure it's a fake account." And Kirk goes, "It's not. His tweets are about as stupid as the stuff he said in real life." And then another guy goes, "Then maybe it's him with the happy, like hilarious." laughing face and then Kurt Schilling's like it is him no, no debate or verification needed oh. <laughs> and then somebody named Goodell is a clown wrote it says on his page that this is not the real Sidney Ponson <laughs> and then Kurt Schilling writes back don't care I know for a fact that it is <laughs> <laughs> so, we so, got- so one of the greatest Baseball players of all time got into an argument with a fake Twitter account. <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. At some point, Kurt Schilling needed like a good coach to become great. Yes. Right? Which means he had to listen to a human being and follow that person's instructions. How did he... Darwinism has so many filters and he went through all of them. <laughs> 
to become great. He jumped all the hoops. And now that he's not throwing a baseball, we go, how the fuck is this guy a human being? It's not a left or a right thing. How do we combat as a society? Even even a person on the right-hand side of the political spectrum could say, that was pretty dumb. I mean, right? right? You don't need to be a conservative to say, fuck that. I know it's Sidney Ponson. He could be Keith Olbermann saying that. It's not a a conservative. This is an intelligence thing. It's not a left or right thing. It's, yeah, it's an intelligence thing. How do we as a society combat this huge passionate, growing, ever-expanding faction of people who just say, fuck that, to everything. The earth is flat. Dinosaurs never (laughs) existed. The earth is 5,000 years old. How do we combat these people? They won't listen. You're not allowed to kill anybody. So how do you do it? How do you do it? How How do you teach the unteachable? I have a I have an answer for it that. It used to be they got washed out by either they couldn't survive or someone came and murdered you because there was a revolution. I, I, I got it. So how do you do it? Let them turn on themselves. The healthcare is too good. No, These tur- people make it. They make it, <laughs> they're Adam. They're turning on themselves. No, they me. make it. <laughs> Kurt Schilling is going to be 90 and they're going to invent some kind of drugs that allow him to be fertile his entire life. He's going to meet some other woman and and he's going to have 30 kids with this person and he's going to have a generation of idiots. (laughs) He's had kids. This is how idiocracy (laughs) happens. There's this freaking, oh, so-and-so, he impaled his, his scrotum on a, on a fence, but thanks to, uh, you know, innovations in, in medicine, uh, he'll be fine. Oh, uh, get your hands off my junk. And then he has more kids, and then it's 500 years from now, and we're dealing with a garbage avalanche. <laughs> this is life! <laughs> Donald Trump's getting sworn in tomorrow! You deduced, what the fuck? You deduced all this from the Sidney Ponson yes! conversation? <laughs> because... You know why? Because we look at Kurt Schilling and we pat him on the head and we go, look at this one-off crazy lunatic. Millions! There are so many Kurt Schillings in the world! And they all make it. They make it. Healthcare's too good. We know how to do too much shit. They all make it. I'm concerned for the future is all I'm saying. Except for the fact that the Leafs are going to win the cup. That's the only thing I'm sure of. This year. This year. With Kevin Chattenkirk somehow. Hey, hey. The Leafs have Austin Matthews. How old is Kurt Schilling? Hey, Austin Matthews is a Toronto Maple Leaf. He is. Okay. That makes me feel better. Just (sighs) calm down. Austin Matthews, according to Mike Harrington, is better than Jack Eichel. I got so many tweets after last podcast from Americans going, yeah, we don't know how it works either. (laughs) Kurt Schilling is 50. How could they? He made it to a half century that dumb. He did. That used to not be allowed. Would you like Mike Francesa to explain emojis to you? For the love of God. Do you want it? Please. I think you're going to like this clip. So this is a conversation. A Just to give you some context here, a listener's calling sure. about a Chevy commercial where he's heard the word emoji. Okay. Can I ask you a quick question here? I keep on hearing all, yesterday and all day today the stupid... Uh, Emoji or whatever? What the heck is that? Is that something to do with the Twitter? It has something to do with uh, Chevrolet. A Chevrolet? <laughs> yes. What is it? It's a Chevy commercial. I can't figure it out. What is an uh, emoji? Yeah, what the heck is it? It's that little thing on your uh, computer. Yeah, you know the little guy. Like if you get it, if you get somebody send you a message, you have a, do you have a text message? It's not bad. Yeah, of course. Wait, pause, pause, pause. Someone sends you like. That's the line. Do you have 
a text message. <laughs> you have a, do you have a text message? Yeah, of course. All right. When someone sends you like a thumbs up or something like that. Yeah. You know how someone does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, an emoji. That Hold on. Oh, so there's like a whole screen you push the buttons or something? No, that thing is called an emoji. That little oh, thing you see you. is an emoji. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. No, no, you don't got it. The, be- <laughs> the best part of Mike is his listeners... That guy's not asking that question genuinely. He's screwing with Mike. Hey, are you sure? I don't. I don't know. I think he. I think he's screwing with Mike, and he's doing Can we it, to it again? magnificently. Listen to his voice. Okay. Listen to the little studies. Okay, okay. He's searching in his mind for ways to screw with. Point him. out, Jesse and I will be quiet. Point out where you think you hear the guy messing with Mike. Okay. Can I ask you a quick question here? There. I keep on hearing all, yesterday and all day today the stupid. Uh, Emoji or whatever. What the heck is that? Is that something to do with the Twitter? It has something to do with uh, Chevrolet. That's something to do with the Twitter. I don't. Which, think which is how uh, what Bill Belichick is. I don't care what's said on Snap Face about me. Oh my god, that's what he said, and that's what you were going to rant about with Bill Belichick last episode. Yeah, and okay, you know what I realized after the fact? I wasn't angry at Bill Belichick. I was angry at people who thought Bill Belichick was being hilarious. By using a jo- oh, snap face, snap face, boo! Okay, are you gonna write an article every time your dad or uncle makes that joke? Every adult over forty-five makes that joke. You're not funny, and he's not funny. A little guy, funny. like if you get it, if Look you at get this somebody's mundane exchange, is what that article should have been called. Gives a shit. Anyway. Sends you a message. Sonny, you have yeah, a, so. do you have a text yeah. message? Yeah, of course. All right, when someone sends you like a thumbs up or something like that. Yeah, you know how someone go does back that? to go back to. Do you have a text message? <laughs> Listen to how the guy says, "Yeah, of course." Like if you get a, if you get yeah. somebody sends you a message, Sonny, you have a do you have a text message? Yeah, of course. All right, when someone sends you, you like a thumbs no. up or something, I know like you that. can tell when someone's saying something with a smile. No. no, man, I don't think he's, he's going, no, oh, man. shit, here, here we go. Like, yeah, I got it. it. I got it. I got it. I think it was a genuine, of course. I think it was genuine. Yeah. All right. Keep going. I think it was genuine. No, no, well, and, and no, I got another clip for you. Okay. Oh. And this is another good one. Do you have a clip? I do have a clip. No, no. He would say, do you have a radio? <laughs> do, you have, do you have a voice? Yeah, of course. How do you make it this far and not know what emoji is, by the way? <laughs> like, what, what are you, what rock are you living under? That's what I was surprised. I know. Yeah. I know I would be. I know yeah. I would be. Um, now, do you remember? And we didn't get to this clip at the time, and I sort of wish we had to play this clip. But there was a time a while back where Mike Francesa made a huge stink about a game between, I believe it was the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And they said the way. He said the I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was these guys. I might be wrong. Jesse, if you don't mind looking up, look up Mike Francesa um, weather report. Because he's talking about the weather for this particular NFL team, and he's going, oh my god, the weather's going to hu- be a huge factor in this game, but the team that was playing had a covered dome. Oh, So he's like, he no. goes on for like five minutes, but whoa, what a huge factor, it's going to be, the weather's going to be terrible, oh, they're not used, used to playing no. in it, so somebody calls him <laughs> yesterday and goes, Mike, Staten Island, what's up, Mike? Yeah, Mike, uh, for a long time listener, first time caller, pleasure to speak to you. What's up? Yeah, what type of effect? What type of effect do you think the weather is going to have on the Nick Nick game tonight? <laughs> oh. Mike in Babylon, what's up, Mike? It just moves up. Don't be mean. Don't be mean. So funny. do you know how long his screener got berated for that call? Oh my god! See, here's the thing between us and Mike. 
uh, here's the difference between us and Mike. We're just as dumb. Let's not pretend yeah, like we're not. No. We would make that mistake. We would make a mistake similar to that. The difference is we go, look at us being idiots. What makes Mike so fun is he... He doubles down. He does not have a sense of humor about it. I am Mike effing Francesa. How (laughs) dare you speak to me that way? I am a radio god. How dare you? So... So here's the original clip. Thank you, Jesse, for finding this. It is Mike Francesa's weather report, which will make that Knicks game thing make a lot more sense. Um, and it's between the Cowboys and the Bucks, so both warm weather teams, warm okay. weather climates, and it's in Dallas. And Dallas had a cold snap recently. <gasps> Frigid conditions. Same thing tonight in Dallas. 26 degrees at kickoff, 10 mile an hour winds. Something those players from Tampa and Dallas are not used Tampa. to. Something those quarterbacks, <laughs> both Southern quarterbacks, not used to. 10 mile an hour winds, 26 degrees, wind chill down in the teens for the Cowboys and the Buccaneers tonight. Nah, Dallas, 19 degrees. With 14 mile an hour winds. At game time, it will feel like five degrees. You got two quarterbacks. Just let them go. From Mississippi and from Florida playing in that game tonight. So who's, who holds on to the football? I don't think you have to worry about the kid from Ohio State. No, they just but, drop uh, and die, you have to worry Mike. about the kids from the South holding on to that ball tonight. So uh, seven degrees in Dallas. Dallas, that's going to be pretty cold for Dallas. I'll tell you right now, uh, they're not used to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, not used to that kind of weather. When I went to Dallas and they had that ice storm, my God, the city was paralyzed for three days. <laughs> and then they have, <laughs> thanks to at Sports Funhouse on Twitter, they have mic clips every single day. Oh. Uh, but they, <laughs> they end the clip with just AT&T Stadium, <laughs> just like <laughs> with the cover group. Um, and I, I, I have to say... You're you're absolutely right, Steve. We are we would make that sort of mistake too, yeah, for sure. We've done it. We've done it. And like, we would make the entire next show about how dumb we are. Yeah. We could. We could make a week's episode's worth of how dumb oh. the, the dumb moments. But oh. I just I just for some reason Mike is just so funny about it. He's just so so he great. He hangs up on the call. Also, <laughs> he's acting there like these quarterbacks have never played in the cold ever in their lives. Yeah. Like They'll just, just die. because just because you're from Florida, if you're a good enough player to play in the NFL, chances are you were on a traveling school all the way from probably middle school to high school to uh, your, wherever you went to university. So if you're in university, you're traveling around. You're who playing are, other places. Who are the two teams? It was Dallas and uh, so it was James Tamper. Winston versus Tamper. Oh. So it was James Winston of Tamper. And who was the quarterback that did really well this year for Dallas and then they lost in the first Des? round? Not right? Des Bryant. He's not a quarterback. Uh, um, I, I don't remember. The guy that replaced Tony Romo. I don't, I don't Romo. watch football. I forget who, whoever replaced Tony Romo. Not Tony Romo. Yeah. The uh, Dax? That's Dax Prescott. That's it. See, I knew I was close. There you go. There you go. I'm proud. So yeah. Um, how confident are you in your Steelers this weekend? If, if I'm being objectively honest, I think they have a 40 percent shot. They're okay. going to lose. Anytime, and knowing nothing about the teams, by the way, anytime there's like a giant controversy with like a weak lead up, that team loses, and then they blame the controversy. Sure, them losing. Antonio Brown, man, watching. Well, first off, did you guys see Mike Tomlin's press conference after that? Oh, where he I heard him. 
He like no no you need to see Mike Tomlin's face. I don't think I've ever well, seen he's, two. He's got those crazy eyes. He's anyway. got the David Clarkson eyes to the max. Worse, yeah, yeah, and like Scarier. it was inconsiderate. It was against league policy. It was against team policy, and we will deal with it internally. Like it was like wow, Mike Tomlin's not a guy you want to make mad because he seems mad all the time. Antonio Brown is lucky he's a star. Yes, yeah. otherwise he wouldn't be playing. In this no, game. no. Well, and I think too what they told him was listen. Because the Steelers have a thing. You want to be a Steeler, this is what it requires. If you don't, we'll trade you. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure what they told him was, we'll trade you and it won't be nice. We'll trade you somewhere bad. Oh, he's so playing in L.A. next year. Well, exactly, right? Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll set you up with Jared Goff and see how your next contract <laughs> negotiation goes, basically, right? <laughs> so I think, and nothing against Jared Goff, he could turn into something. I don't think so. But it sounds like it's against Jared I, Goff. I, I think, honestly, I think the Patriots have played better. Uh, the, the Steelers have won nine games in a row, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, but they have had some parts of this year where they haven't played great. So I, I I would love to see the Patriots lose. There's not a fiber in my being that would love that more. And by the way, Patriots fans, don't don't hate tweet me for that. Y'all know you're the most sensitive like fan base in the NFL. They are besides well, Cowboys like, why, fans. If you guys are you guys won everything, and yet yeah. you're still insanely sensitive. Why would you cheer for the Yankees unless you're from New York? Everybody cheers Unless for the you're Patriots. from New England, why would you cheer for the... Because they win. Shit. They win. I get it. But listen, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are cheaters and liars, and they've been caught multiple times. <laughs> but everyone cheats. My favorite, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. It's just a clever way of saying you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, what is it? what was it from that movie in the 80s uh, with Michael Douglas? Greed is good. Greed. Is good, and that's a movie character. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like you know, it's not I, a role what was that model called? for anyway, children? Exactly. You know? So I, I yeah. think it's it's a. Uh, I would love to see the Steelers win. I think they do have a shot, but I definitely think the Patriots. If we're being honest here, I think the Patriots are favored for a reason. Uh, but I do think the Steelers could actually walk in there and win. I knowing, do believe it. Knowing nothing about football, I think the Patriots will win four footballs to three. <laughs> I also think, man, unless I'm wrong, Jesse, you can. Hate on me. I don't think the Falcons stand a chance against Aaron Rodgers. Like, at this point. like who's on the Patriots? Uh, Adam, you have, do you have a football? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a football? Tamper, tamper, <laughs> tamper. Uh, I don't know. Do you think? Uh, no, it'll be a Green Bay, New England Super Bowl, and Tom Brady will walk away with another Super Bowl ring. I would really uh, love. I would really love for it to be Green Bay Steelers again because Green Bay Steelers happened in 2011 as well, and the, and Green Bay won, mm-hmm. and it was and I had mono yeah. at the time, so it sucked. It, not only did I have mono, but the Steelers lost. I just love the Super Bowl because I can have all the wings I want and no one's going to judge me. <laughs> yeah, like, and nachos. Beef, it, and nachos. And it should just be beef and, and day. Food. Yeah, you have license to eat garbage, yeah. whereas now Mrs. Dangle will give me, like, crap for it. <laughs> will she? Yeah, she just, you know, she wants me to be a, you know, hunky. I guess she's, yeah, she's made, it in, <laughs> she's made an investment in you, so she wants that investment to continue to. I don't blame her. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean the hol- the holidays were were about a month ago, and she got my progress report, and it was not good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And people are like, oh, pick out for the holidays and start in January. January is like the most depressing month. No one wants to go to the gym in January. Man, as someone who goes to the gym at least some semi regularly, the difference between the first week of January yeah. and the second, like it's not even a month for yeah. it to drop off. No. It's immediate. It's like people go January second, mm-hmm. and then they stop. 
And yep. then you see them again January 2nd. And then you see, yeah, yeah. you see them 365 <laughs> days later, sometimes 366. You know what? I find the gym the busiest. Yeah. First week back from January and first or second week back from school when all the kids go back. Yeah. Like it's September. So the kids go back. Then there's like this grace period where everybody's getting their things. In. I'm going back to the gym. It's going to be a brand new me next mm-hmm. summer because mm-hmm. I'm tired of being flabby on the beach. And that's when they go. And then they go for a couple weeks, like you said, and then falls off again. Nothing. Nothing. And right now, so it's. Our, our gym is uh, two floors. Okay. The first floor has like all the equipment, like all the all the weights, you know, the leg curls yep. and, and all the free weights and, you, you you know, you do your California workout and all that crap. The top floor where they have all the training stuff, like the rowing machine and like punching bags and bags you can kick and, and uh, we have turf up there and uh, like a weight sled and the battle ropes and all that. No one's using any of that crap. No one. I've talked about education on the show. Like, no one knows how to work out. No. Like, no one. My favorite vines. I mean, I'm one to judge. No, me neither. But But, but my favorite vines are the ones of people working out incorrectly. And CrossFit fails are my favorite. (laughs) I feel bad for those folks because they don't know they're getting recorded. When the person's at the the tricep machine and they're jumping (laughs) and... Oh my God. And they see this and that's what happens. They, no one's taught them. So they walk up to this machine and I go, I think, and then they just give it a shot. God, if anybody listening to us works at one of like, like a globo gym, you know what I mean? Like planet fitness, planet fitness. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to globo gym is actually from, that's why I use that because it's not a real gym. Yeah. I was about to say, is that, is that from dodgeball? Dodgeball. Is that from dodgeball? Um, But if you, if you work at one of those, I'm sure you have the best stories. If you could send us some of those stories, I would love, love to read. That's why my back is messed up, man. I was 13 years old. I started going to the gym by myself. Didn't ask anyone to show me how to do anything. And I just worked out, worked out, worked out. Knew. Didn't do any stretches, and I've f- mangled my back. That was 15 years ago. We have semi-breaking news. The Florida Panthers say that Huberto and Barkov could miss the rest of the year. Whoa! <sighs> oh, they're toast. You're done. Whoa! So take the Panthers out of the playoff. Race. Has Barkov even? Was it Huberto that got injured before the first game? Yes. Yeah. Huberto so he hasn't, hasn't played, played a game, game yet. Wow. And then Barkov was out since December 28th. What happened yeah, to it was the Leafs. Was the, yeah, Barkov got hurt yeah. versus the Leafs. I think he blocked a shot. I don't remember. I don't remember. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, they're toast. You're done. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you know who was... that sucks for? Tom Rowe. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, you're so boned. Oh, no. And they just got rid of Seth Griffith, too. So they that's, did? That's a bit weird. Well, got rid of. They put him on waivers. Maybe someone will scoop him up. I don't know. Wow, they're toast. T- how do you come back from that? I don't know. That's their top two centers, isn't it? Uh, well, their center and their left wing. Is one of them... Oh, is Huberto a winger? Yeah, Huberto's a winger. Oh, I see, I remember him from junior. I thought he was a center. Maybe I'm wow. wrong there, too. Right, maybe. I'll double check. Put it this way. That's like two-thirds of... Or at least one-third of your top six. We'll Holy smokes. Way. Yeah, left wing. Huberto's left wing. Yeah, oh, that's, that's your, that's your t- two-thirds of your top line. That's really bad. Yeah, they're toast. Yeah. They're toast. I mean, they might hang on for a little bit, but Kevin Shattenkirk, two years. <laughs> I'm just good for the league. Press conference. The presser. SDP. The Steve Dangle press conference. I don't even care if I get hate tweets about that. You I think I get. You know, I, I get angry tweets from Oiler fans who think that Shattenkirk Puyarvi deal is a bad idea. 
I think that's what I'm going to get. I think that's going to be the... I mean, it's one thing if you don't think it's equal value. Like, it's another... like people for, No, but people don't make it like that. It's Adam like, is not totally off on this one. I think he might be a little off, but he's not totally off. There's uh, something there. Personal. It, most people, though, when they don't like what you say, it's a personal attack. <laughs> it's like, your mother is a bad person, <laughs> and I don't like your idea for that trait. She obviously raised you like shit. Yeah. <laughs> shit for brains. You can't eat for, with a knife and fork. Also, Kevin Shattenkirk and Yessi Pugliarvi is not a fair trait. Orange Joe, 24, writes, Quick pitch. Instead of three on three and the shootout, how about multi-puck mode with three pucks? <laughs> <laughs> it's multi-puck so, time. So you do Every 30 seconds, off. they release a new puck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it pops up from the center of the ice like freaking air hockey. And I think that's a great idea. And it should, it should glow like the old Fox pucks did. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and they're all different colors? Yeah. Oh, Jan Van Riemsdyk has the purple puck, but in comes Eric Carlson with the green puck. Who will make it first? They both score, but who went in first? And then we need video review to see who scored first. And, and then, then everyone we, we need it. to rank colors. <laughs> then we need to rank colors of which color means the most. So, oh, if, so if a red puck scores yeah. and a blue puck scores and the red puck is worth more. That one's worth like four goals and that's two yeah, goals. Yeah. Siren yeah. goes off. <laughs> oh, Marner's got the Uber puck. The Leafs win by three goals in overtime. Yeah, and by the way, the, the Bucks all have to be German names. Yeah. German the and Uber Austrian Puck. names. The Uber Puck. Uber Schwachen. The Schaden Puck. The I, I'm just trying to think of German words. The yeah. Gesund Puck. All right, go ahead. Cree um, Mania asks, if the Leafs and the Blue Jackets meet in the playoffs, does the CWHL have to relinquish the naming rights to the Clarkson Cup? <laughs> That's a good question. Questions have stopped being questions and just like funny things people yeah, can come yeah. up with. Here's a funny thought. Um, uh, no, no, here's my question. What will be the weather that night and how will it affect the game? Uh, yeah, man. I, I, Clarkson's out the whole year, isn't he? I think so. That yeah. doesn't matter. You can still call it that. The Clarkson Cup. I like that. Ah. Uh, uh, they should they should sit Clarkson and Nathan Horton together in the stands. That's so rude. <laughs> for the game, why? No one's no one's in the studio with us while we record. But I'm half expecting the phone to ring any second now, and it's just Sasky. Go- Bullshit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really. That is ours. Uh, that's funny. That's uh, someone's asking the camera you guys record with is always pointing in the same direction. What's on the <laughs> other side of the room? There's nothing there. It's 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 gray, you you, you want to know? It's a gray wall, like the one you're looking at. Are you? There you go, Steve. There you go. Okay. There, there you go. Now make sure it's in focus when you bring it back. Oh, I don't know. Oh, and ah. No, how's that? It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll, fine. we'll survive. We're not known for our our, our vocal our uh, sorry visual gymnastics oh, when it comes shit. to the YouTube channel quite yet. Oh, oh it's on an <laughs> angle. How did that happen? Oh, if you're watching, anybody if you're gonna, listening, yeah. yeah. If you're gonna watch the YouTube feed, just expect it to be slightly on an, on an angle at this point. That looks good. That looks sure, great. Sure, that it looks does. better than before. I just spat everywhere. I'm sorry. It's okay. <sighs> well, it's getting close to two thirty. Should we talk about just how amazing my trade tree is? <laughs> oh no, continue? no, we're gonna do another question. No, okay, no, that was the final question. Oh, okay. So, yeah, how amazing uh, is your trade can, tree, Steve? Man, it is so good. So it's Brian Leach. <laughs> Uh, yes, so it's Brian Leach, um, one of the one of the forgotten buys, like late season buys mm-hmm. 
The leaf side. Brian Leach, Ron Francis, Phil Housley, Doug Gilmore. They did all those names. It's ironic that you said those three names because I said in the article, like Brian Leach was probably the biggest of those acquisitions. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's like, oh, remember when they got Ron Francis? Remember when they had Doug Gilmore for literally five minutes? And Phil Housley played like two games like garbage because he was old? And hurt. Everyone forgets about Brian Leach, who in the 15 games he played with the Leafs was a point-of-game player. He was outstanding. 15 points in 15 games as a defender. Not that you're shocked because it's Brian Leach. And then in the playoffs, he added another 8 points in 13 games. Pretty sure he would have. He retired after that year. No. He didn't. Now, this is the beautiful thing. So I won't spoil the whole thing. You're going to need to read the article. Every, Almost every aspect of the trade, going to the Leafs and going to the Rangers, ended in disappointment. Ended in disappointment and and the thought of what could have been. So here's the thing, Adam. The Leafs give up, or the Leafs get Brian Leach and a fourth in exchange for uh, a forward prospect, a defensive prospect, a first-round pick, and a second-round pick. Wow. A king's ransom. Wow. King's ransom. Forward prospect doesn't pan out. Defensive prospect doesn't pan out, and they trade him. The first round pick and second round pick, I won't explain. I'll leave that for you to read in the article. Um, but that's okay because Brian Leach is not a rental. He's got an extra year. Brian Leach has an extra year. He is signed through the 2004-2005 season. Here's the problem. There was no 2004-2005 season because of the stupid MF bleep bleeping lockout. Did you have NHL 2005? Because I did. I did not. I had 2006, which to this day I think might be one of the best. I thought 2005 was pretty good too. Sedin, one of the Sedins is on the front. Or both. Daniel. Okay, so Daniel's on the front. And Jeez, the Leafs good, in that, Jesse. In wow. that game. <laughs> that was lightning. The Leafs are loaded. Loaded. They're, un- they're unbelievable. Ron Francis, Brian Leach, uh, and there's like, I mean, obviously McCabe was at the top of his game. You had Sundin still. Cabrillet. Like, you had... That's a great team, and Belfort they're one of the highest-rated teams in that in that game. Yeah, and it's not like fully crustified Ed Belfour. It's like yeah. still got a little bit Ed Belfour. Now, um, so Leach had a year left. Now, here's what I looked at, because basically, and you'll realize this if you read it, the, in the end, the Leafs gave up nothing. Well, sorry, the Rangers got nothing out of what the Leafs gave them. That doesn't mean the Leafs gave up nothing. They gave up two prospects, a first and a second. That's a lot. So four prospects. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Now, the first round pick was a first in 2004. Now, here's what I always try to figure out when the Leafs trade a first or a second. One of the one of the top two rounds. I try to go, here's who the Leafs could have drafted. Now, what you can say in almost every trade tree I've written is, okay, so like when they drafted Carl Pelash in the second round, I tried to defend it. And they missed out on Mike Camilleri. Well, the Leafs were never going to draft Mike Camilleri. They wanted a defenseman. So this is why you don't draft for position. You draft for the best player available right. and worry about position later. But but ah. because we know that they're doing mm. that, we can confidently say, like the, the least first four picks that year were defensemen. So we can confidently say they were drafting defense. Camilleri was never going to get picked. So did they miss out on Camilleri? Yeah, I guess. But they were never going to draft him anyway. 2004 is very different. 2004, the Leafs give up their first-round pick, 24th overall. Uh, and the Leafs need a goalie. And we can tell this because there's evidence in their draft behavior. Ed Belfour is super old, 
In 2004, the Leafs' first pick was 90th overall in the third round. You know who they picked? Justin Pogge. Mm. The next year, in 2005, the Leafs did have their first round pick. Tuka. 21st overall, they picked, or something like that, they picked Tuka Rask. So the Leafs needed a goalie. They needed a goalie. So it is reasonable to believe that in 2004, if the Leafs had their first pick, they would have picked a goalie. The Leafs give up the 24th overall pick to the Rangers. Rangers flip it to Calgary. Calgary drafts this guy named Chris Chucko. Great name. Two picks after that, 26th overall, the Vancouver Canucks select Corey Schneider. Ooh. And the Leafs needed a goalie bad. Now, here's part of the reason why I think they felt comfortable giving up that first and why they might not have drafted Corey Schneider in the first place. Or if they had drafted Corey Schneider, they would have traded him instead of Tuka Rask. So it would have been the Schneider for Raycroft trade. When the Leafs made the Rask for Raycroft trade, Schneider still had a year left at Boston College. They wanted help now. So it's just interesting. an interesting little look at how, like, just the ripple effects. These trade trees are, are like, one of my favorite things that I do because I find out ridiculous crap all the time. You're going to want to read this one because there's a couple articles linked to it that are definitely worth your time as well. When is it up? It's up. Oh. It's up. It got published right before the show. Fun fact. Marcus Naslin was on the cover of Marcus Naslin. 20, uh, Marky Naslin. Not Daniel Sabian. You fail. I, I thought failed. he was on 2006. No. Nope. No, that was Vinny LeCavalier, mm-hmm. I think. Vincent LeCavalier, NHL 06. Hmm. I just want to let you guys know, too. I just got a tweet from uh, Chris O'Hara. What were you wrong about? Nothing. Uh, I retweeted something that he was wrong about. I retweeted something that said, and I'm going to read this out to you because I think the stat's amazing. And it's even more amazing now that he's brought it up. That's he good said, that he did it publicly. He said, hey, fun fact, not since January 7th have all three of Matthews, Marner, and Nylander have been held pointless. Matthews has uh, 26-42. I, I, I don't know. Oh, 26 it, it, goals, 42 points. 42 points. Marner, 21-42. Nylander, 24-42. No, that can't be it. No, that's wrong. Here's the thing. First part of the thing. Yeah, that's irrelevant to the irrelevant. <laughs> Let's leave the second tweet. I don't know what I don't know if he's I, I don't know what he means by the, the slashes. Whatever, it doesn't it's matter. Relevant. It might be forty two games. Irrelevant. Oh no, it is. it is. I think it's forty two it games. Uh okay. But Chris Chris tweeted this. He's like, Yeah, not since January seventh. Oops. And then he tweeted me later, oops, you retweeted that. Sorry, what I meant was December seventh. Oh uh, so that's pretty amazing that those three really guys. Cool. I one time said something uh on Twitter. I repeated something that I had heard on the radio, and it ended up being super-duper wrong, and I started making all these assumptions based on the wrong information I was given. Ah, I've never been there. I don't know what that's like. So I got, I got, yeah, yeah. So I got jumped on hard. I got flamed, and like flamed by like legitimate writers too. Oh, wow. The person who was wrong on the radio DM'd me. I won't say who it was, but the person who was wrong on the radio DM'd me, and they're like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. I was wrong. And I'm like, you know what would be super? If you said that to all your thousands of followers who now think I'm a dick. My and favorite. never did. My and I've never forgotten. Steve Dangle was wrong story. Was when you ran into primetime sports to tell them that someone got traded. <laughs> and that it never happened because somebody was fucking with you. Yeah. And it almost went to air. <laughs> that was different though. Oh yeah. I almost ruined Bob McCallan's uh, reputation. <laughs> And, oh, Steve, how could you... No, legitimately, I almost fucked up his cred <laughs> for a long time. But that's that's on an old podcast. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know which one. Do we know which one? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Yada yada yada. I told. I told. <laughs> short Bob, story. I, yeah, short story is I directly told Bob McCowan to his face that Brian Burke had quit his job with the Anaheim Ducks when he had not. Who gave you this source? I, one of the other interns. <laughs> and he was just fucking with you. Yeah, he pointed up at the TV and Brian Burke was at a press conference oh. and I was going to get Bob McCowan's coffee order so I didn't stop to be like, really? Turn on the sound. I want to hear him do it. No, he the press conference he was holding was actually to be like, listen, I'm tired of these rumors. I'm not quitting. I go up to Bob McCowan's face and I tell him the opposite of that. And Doug McLean was in studio too. It was the first time Doug McLean had ever visited in studio. And they had a guest on the phone and they almost hung up on the guest because... Was the guest like an NHL person? I want to say it was Steve Eiserman. Oh! That would have been great. No. No, it wasn't Steve Eiserman. That's another story. Oh. That's another time I... No, I actually did almost get the fan to hang up on Steve Eiserman, but it was a different scenario. <laughs> Story for another day. These are hilarious because they don't fall through. <laughs> like you didn't lose your job, so it's so funny to me. <laughs> no, I just, I just, whoa, yeah, I'm on the, the high rope. <laughs> yeah, no, my book is like if I ever write a book, it's just gonna be that time I got laid off, that time I almost got fired, that time I did get fired, that time I got laid off again, that time I almost got fired again. Fuck, it's just a little balancing act, and somehow I'm still here. You're here. Hi, everybody. And we're happy you are. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks. Enjoy Stay the Rangers 2017. Leafs. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.